the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Yeah, I made it just past halftime of that Browns game last night. I knew the uh, Bengals weren't going to win that one. Uh, Browns win. Tonight we got Ohio State basketball in town. Uh, the Buckeyes have an exhibition game at home. And the Blue Jackets are in Finland. Maybe uh, maybe their goalie can find his uh, mojo on his trip across the Atlantic. Oh, Struggling. They re- reactivated Corpy, uh, who is Finnish, by the way. Yeah. So uh, that's what's going on in the uh, oh, World Series Game 3 tonight. Uh, that is also going on. Uh, Joe Biden is uh, in a sports frame of mind. He's uh, throwing a Hail Mary today. Did you hear at the top of the news? Joe Biden's going to Florida to campaign for Val Demings and Charlie Crist. That's a political Hail Mary right there. We've got tight races in the Arizona Senate race. Mark Kelly against Blake Masters. Got a really super tight race in Washington now where Tiffany Smiley's coming to nowhere. And she might knock off the incumbent Democrat. Very tight in Pennsylvania. Very tight in Georgia. Joe Biden going to any of those places? No, he's not. He's going to Florida. Because when you're as far behind <laughs> as uh, Val Demings is, uh, behind Marco Rubio, and when you're as far behind as Charlie Crist is, twice as far behind as Val Demings, she's about five, six points behind Rubio, and uh, Charlie Crist is uh, more than 10 points behind Ron DeSantis, then I guess you figure, well, yeah, they're offering up the president. I uh, I can't do any worse than I'm already doing. I guess I might as well take him up on that. So that's where Joe Biden's going, and he's going to scream and yell at uh, Republicans about how things are going to get worse. That's a that's a that's not a very good message. Of course, he doesn't say things are bad. He just says if you vote for Republicans, things are going to get worse. And those of us who are living with his failed policies, well, we're not interested in them getting worse. Now, why are the polls, as we get closer to the midterm elections, turning toward Republicans? Because uh, it's not that Democrats are converting to Republicans. It's that voting blocks like the Hispanic voting block and the black voting block and things like that are impacted by headlines out there like, Hmm, illegal immigration. Turns out Hispanic voters don't like illegal immigration. If you're here legally, you don't like people cutting in line in front of you. And at least a few, maybe no more than 15%, but at least a few African-Americans are getting sick and tired of the inner cities where many of them live, becoming laden with crime, and mayors like Andrew Ginther, governors like Gretchen Whitmer, doing nothing about it doing nothing about it. Uh, Here's Josh Crashour of Axios talking about 
the new friends that Republicans are making due to failed Democratic policies. Working class voters of all backgrounds, of all races, are moving a lot more towards the Republican Party. And if Republicans have a, a big, big election night, it's going to be on the backs of Hispanic voters who have moved more towards the Republican Party. It's going to be small shifts in the African-American vote, maybe more open to supporting some Republican candidates. It doesn't take a whole lot of movement for that to make a big impact on the political map. So, you know, we've been talking about the New York governor's race. How is a, a state like New York so competitive? It's not just the suburbs. It's the fact that a lot of voters in the city disenchanted with the high crime, a lot of them non-white voters are moving towards Lee Zeldin, moving toward the Republican in that race. And you're seeing that pattern across the board in, in many of these battleground states. So if, if, if Republicans are able to make inroads even more so with the working class voters, with Hispanic voters, you're going to see a big, big red wave election. Now, I hope he's right. And I really hope that people recognize that the things that Democrats have done to our domestic situation, our international situation, are as bad as they are, not the worst thing they've done. The worst thing that the Democrats have done is what they accuse Republicans of doing, attacks on our democracy. They're trying to make attacks on the democracy the biggest issue in this election, if not abortion, because they tried that and it's failed. But they keep bringing up January 6th and they keep talking about, you know, what will happen if Republicans get control. Here's what will happen if Republicans get control. They'll be able to subpoena and force people to come testify before the House, if they win the House, and the Senate, if they get the Senate. People like Anthony Fauci, people like Hunter Biden, people like Christopher Wray of the FBI. And then we'll get some answers to what is the real threat to democracy, which is the Democratic Party. The Intercept came out with a story yesterday. That is, it's impossible for this story to get the kind of attention that it needs. Because this is not some trumped up political trick exaggerated in a transparent attempt to get votes. This is a real threat to our republic to the future of our country. Years of internal Department of Homeland Security memos, emails, and documents obtained via leaks and an ongoing lawsuit as well as public documents, The Intercept says, have illustrated an expansive effort by the Department of Homeland Security to influence tech platforms to censor speech in America. Now, you might remember from your civics class that we have a First Amendment that guarantees people freedom of speech. You might also know enough about the history of the world to know that if a government has the power to silence its critics, what happens? Does that usually end up good? Or does that usually end up off the rails with millions of people getting killed or disadvantaged, and a dictator taking power. A government that can silence its critics or that can eliminate criticism of the government is a government out of control and one that will, without question, oppress the people that is supposed to lead and protect. But of course, the government is not allowed to censor you so you see what's going on here with 
the Department of Homeland Security, which, hey, I mean, we gave them the power. We gave them the power when we passed with great intention the Patriot Act. We did. The Patriot Act, noble purposes, but a lot of times things that compromise principles put in stone for a reason. The reason becomes an impediment to doing what you really feel like you need to do in the moment. Uh Uh-oh, we got attacked at 9-11. We've got to find out what are these extremists in our country saying? What are they plotting? What are they planning? So we gave the newly created Department of Homeland Security surveillance power. And we gave the FBI and the CIA a green light to help them with that surveillance power never imagining that it would, at some point in time, 15, 20 years after 9-11, be turned back on us. Never imagining. If you'd have said in 2001, I don't think I'd be so hot on that Patriot Act because someday they might use that to label parents going to school board meetings domestic terrorists. You would have said, our government? Our government never do that. If I'd have told you in 2001, uh pump the brakes on those surveillance allowances you're giving to our government because someday there will be a disease sweeping the country and they'll rush a vaccine to market. And if you say anything critical of that vaccine, you'll be censored. You'll be canceled. You'll be labeled. You'll be investigated. If you pray in front of an abortion clinic, FBI agents will show up at your house with guns drawn and they'll take you away. We would have not believed that in 2001. That would have been an impossibility in 2001 America. It's a reality in 2022 America. It's a reality. And the Democrats love it and they want to expand it. And they know they can't do it. They tried. They tried. Remember the disinformation board? Remember the lady who sang to Mary Poppins and talked about misinformation and malinformation and all those kinds of things and how it had to be stopped? And people were like, whoa, wait a minute. Government censorship? No, thank you. So the government just decided, "Mm, okay, we can't do it ourselves. Let's form a partnership with big tech, with Google, with Twitter, with Facebook, with Instagram. Let's just form a partnership and let's let them do the censorship on all their dominant platforms for us. Then we'll get what we want and we won't be guilty of doing something that people say is dictatorial and fascist. Again, I tell you, all the words they throw out and accuse you and me of, the reason why those words are top of mind with them is because they're doing it. They're doing it, and they're doing it to us who they accuse of doing it to them. We wouldn't think of doing it to them because we're still in the mindset of, I may disagree with what you say, but I would defend to the death your right to say it. No, 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 no. That's our position. It's not theirs. I'll have more on this next. You know, when you think about 
why Democrats are so obsessed with misinformation. It is because they want to be in charge of it so they can label everything that criticizes them misinformation, silence it, and remove it from discussion. I can't blame them for their efforts in this area. It did, after all, lead to Joe Biden winning the presidency. Do you really think Joe Biden would be your president if the Hunter Biden laptop story, all the videos of him with hookers and doing crack cocaine, all the emails about his business dealings in China and Ukraine, his trip over there on Air Force Two with his father, the then vice president, if that story had been reported the way it would have been reported in any previous presidential election, you think Joe Biden would have been elected president? He got elected president by a razor-thin margin. I think the answer is obviously no, he would not. So if something as consequential as the presidency of the United States and all the trillions of dollars Joe Biden has spent since and the Afghanistan withdrawal ordered to his exact specifications, the border opened up and millions of illegal immigrants, five million of them flooding into our country, If all of that hinges on the Democrats keeping a very tight rein on the dispersion of information, you can't be surprised as to why they are so immersed in the effort to use big tech and social media platforms to do their bidding. This, to me, is what the future of the country is about, because if any government can censor ideas, crazy though they may be, I'm not going to deny that there's a lot of crazy, wacko stuff out there. The QAnon theories, they're nuts, but they need to be aired in public so that the bright light of truth will shine upon them and reflect them as either authentic or the product of lunacy. To keep something away from people is to essentially say that people are too dumb to know what is true and what is not true. So The Intercept has found all kinds of internal memos, and they've done all kinds of monitoring, and all this stemmed from the Patriot Act. They opened the window slightly to narrowly pursue terrorism suspects and ferret out more plots like 9-11. And over the last two decades, it's been turned around on us, on us, right? Now we're domestic terrorists. What do you mean? You don't believe in CRT? You don't want a pride flag flying in your child's classroom in elementary school? Well, you must be a domestic terrorist. If you're a domestic terrorist, I mean, you got to be stopped. And sure, it compromises our Commitment to free speech, but it's kind of an antiquated idea because we never dreamed speech could get this out of control. We never dreamed that you would be capable of the things that you're capable of. Look, look, look what happened on January 6th, right? You see how this goes. So here are some internal memos between uh, the Department of Homeland Security and big tech executives. Matt Masterson, a former Department of Homeland Security official, texted... Jen Easterly, another, she's actually the DHS director in February, and he said to her, platforms, that means Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, platforms have got to get comfortable with government. It's really interesting how hesitant they remain. 
Matt Masterson was a former DHS official. He's the one who sent that text. You know what he does now? He works for Microsoft. He works for Microsoft. He works for Bill Gates. You think Bill Gates? Do you, you see Bill Gates out there? On uh, how many topics have you seen Bill Gates conversing on lately? Climate change? Yes. Um, farming? Yes. COVID vaccines? Yes. So this guy's saying, you know, uh, these big tech platforms, they got to get comfortable with uh, government telling them what to do. FBI official Laura Demlo in March warned that the threat of subversive information on social media could undermine support for the U.S. government. Now, does this seem a little Nixonian to you? <laughs> a little, whoops, uh, hold up. Yes, you work for government. Psst, you know what that means? That means you work for the people. And she's saying the threat of subversive information on social media could undermine support for the U.S. government. Yes, you have to earn our support. You have to earn our trust. That's always on trial, not according to Laura Demlo. And she sent notes to executives at Twitter and J.P. Morgan Chase, stressing that, quote, we need a media infrastructure that is held accountable. So much for the free press. See you later. We need to hold them accountable. If they're going to publish stuff that makes the government look bad, Laura Demlo says, we can't have that. So they established a portal, a private communication portal, where government officials could immediately get the attention of Facebook and Twitter executives by logging into a portal and saying, hey, so-and-so's writing this. Hey, so-and-so's putting this out there. Cancel it. Memory hole it. Get rid of it. Remember what happened when the New York Post wrote about Hunter Biden? Where'd that story go? It went down a black hole. Nobody else could print. Remember when you tried to call that up? I remember the day the Hunter Biden story came out. And I Googled it. I tried to get it. Uh, uh, no story has been uh, something. You know, Couldn't get a hold of it. No way. All this started to happen during the 2020 election. Wait a minute, wasn't Donald Trump the president? Yes, he was. All those things Donald Trump said about the deep state. And people go, ah, deep state. You're crazy. All this happened while Trump was president. All these agencies are doing this behind his back. So what were they concerned about? What are the topics? What are the ones they were so worried about? According to a draft copy of the Department of Homeland Security's Uh, review their report outlining the department's strategy and priorities plan to target inaccurate information on a wide range of topics the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic the efficacy effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines racial injustice don't say anything bad about racial injustice U.S. withdrawal of Afghanistan And the nature of the U.S. support for Ukraine. And are those issues where you can't criticize the government? Yeah, that's what they wanted. No criticism. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.